0: Reagan walked along the mountain edge when suddenly the path gave way beneath her. She fell, hit her head hard on the rocky cliff and tumbled into a cave. Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes, yes, they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Masio certified life coach, educator, and counselor for teens and young adults. Welcome to my show. Welcome everyone to a new season, season three. There are more stories to tell, more secrets to uncover about making your life more awesome. And in this season, I am bringing on my coaching companions to help me, Ben and Allie. So Allie is on for this episode and we will begin season three talking about crushing relationships. Now, that can mean so many things. So all this month, we'll be talking about relationships, how to crush a relationship and how you might be crushing it, like killing it, how to get out of crushing relationships, how to talk to your crush, and today we will be crushing relationship myths. Ooh, and also it wouldn't be the beginning of a new season if I wasn't giving out some Amazon gift cards. So stay tuned after the episode to learn how you can be entered to win a $50 Amazon gift card. Man, I am so excited for this season for so many reasons. So let's officially begin season three. And now episode 62, Crushing Relationship Myths. Reagan opened her eyes to find herself held prisoner in a cave. Sunlight streamed in through the small openings above her, illuminating her current condition. She was standing back against the cave wall, arms out to either side. Her wrists and forearms were held in place by the wall itself, like someone had caked mud on her arms and then let the mud dry creating a solid dirt restraint holding her to the wall. Her ankles were also in the same situation, and a mound of dirt around her waist ensured she could barely move. It was almost as if the cave wall was pulling Reagan into itself and then dried up during the process. Reagan tried to free herself, but got nowhere. That's a feeble attempt at freedom if I've ever seen one. Reagan recognized that voice immediately. She was relieved at the sight of three figures stepping out of the shadows and into the light. Her mentors were there to save her. Wesley, Piper, and Haywood. They're the ones who had trained her for her journey. Oh, thank goodness, she said. The last thing I remember was I I was on my quest... "'traveling through Dead Man's Pass in the mountains, and... "'I... I must have slipped, but I... I don't know how I ended up here.' "'Wesley walked forward. "'The path is a tricky one. Pitfalls can be found around every corner.' "'Piper gave Reagan a drink of water. "'Oh, don't worry, lass. Even the men fall into them, more often than we do, in fact.' "'She gave Reagan a sly smile. Hey bellowed Haywood. "'I resent that!' "'Tis true, Haywood. The bog last winter, the canyon last spring, the slop bucket last week. "'Huh, right. There there do seem to be a lot of occurrences, don't they?' Wesley put his hand on Haywood's shoulder. "'Falling into them is natural. Getting yourself out of them is what counts. And you, Reagan, need to get yourself out of this one.' "'What?' Reagan said, surprised. I I thought you were here to break me free. I we could crush the mountain right off of you, said Haywood. But it may crush your bones in the process. I'm afraid he's right. The best way to break free of these types of restraints is to bust them from the inside. Her three mentors all stepped back. The look in their eyes showed Reagan that they believed she could do it. She took a deep breath in and focused on one at a time. Her right arm was free. The mountain around her left arm crumbled to the ground. Both of her ankles came loose. She focused with all of her might on her core strength and struggled against the weight of the cave wall around her waist. The dirt restraint was solid and strong, like it had been compacted over years of pressure. Reagan couldn't do it. She breathed heavily and looked into the eyes of her mentors. Wesley spoke. Don't focus on the obstacle. Think of the freedom that awaits you once you crush it. Reagan nodded her head. She took a deep breath and centered her thoughts on walking along the forest floor once again as she pushed away from the mountain wall. Dirt exploded into the air as she broke free. Reagan stood tall in front of her mentors. Let's go. All righty, and just like Reagan crushed her five restraints in that story, Me and Allie are going to crush some relationship myths right now for you. I have Allie with me on this episode. You guys probably haven't met her yet. She's one of the coaches in Firmly Founded, and she's absolutely amazing. Allie, say hi.
1: Hey, everybody. So good to be here today. I cannot wait to get going.
0: Yeah, it's okay. so this is going to be fun. So a lot of these myths came from Allie and uh, Ali have discovered them, and, and we kind of like put these this list together. There are myths around relationships that keep us restrained or keep us held back, and we're gonna break five of them right now. So let's get right into it. The first relationship myth is, it's other people's job to make me happy. So if you're in a relationship, uh, and by the way, teens and young adults, when we say relationships, this could be somebody you're dating, sure. But it also could be parents or friends or anything. So you can apply this to any relationship. So, uh, Ali, bust this myth that it's other people's job to make us happy.
1: Oh, yeah. This is a really, really good one. I love this one. So you guys, listen up. Um, so it really isn't anyone else's job to make us happy. And that might sound a little harsh or this is something you might be hearing for the very first time. So you might be like, what? No, actually, my boyfriend should make me happy. My boyfriend should bring me flowers. You've got all those ideas, right? Or my girlfriend or my mom or my dad or my best friend should tell me happy birthday on my birthday, right? That would make me happy. But it's actually not their job, you guys. And the reason why is because they can't make you happy. Because what makes you happy is the way you're thinking about the situation that's going on. So, there could be a day where your your friend or whoever you're in a relationship with, um, maybe they bring you flowers or, you know, Valentine's is coming, Joey, it's getting close. So, yep. you know, oh, maybe yeah. you're expecting something and you're like, oh, they should bring me flowers and chocolate and take me to a nice dinner and all these things that will make me so happy. They could be doing, they could do that and plan on doing all of that, you guys. And maybe you have a really bad day at, at school, at work or whatever, where you're just feeling kind of whatever off. Right. And they can do all that. Bring you chocolates, bring you fruit, and you could still be really grumpy about it. <laughs> Why? Why would you be grumpy about that? They're making you happy, aren't they? No, because it's kind of your perception. All the things going on in your head about it, right? It's not their job to make you happy. You get to decide what you want to, what it's going to make you happy.
0: Yeah. I love that. It's so powerful. When, when I first heard this concept, Ali, uh, I was like, wait a minute. I thought I was supposed to make my wife happy by doing all these things. But instead I just focused on making or or me choosing to be happy. And then that, that makes me a lot better to be around. And my life, my wife loves it when I'm happy. She's like, Oh, Hey, it's so much easier to kind of like be around you and stuff. And that's because I'm choosing to be happy. And it also works when the other person's having a bad day. And they're not doing the things that you think they they should be doing, right? And so I, I'm still going to choose to be happy anyway. And it just makes things so much better in any relationship that you have. Awesome. Myth. And I'm going to throw this up
1: a really quick, Joey, because also you have control. Like you guys, it's good news because then you have control. It's like you're not relying on somebody else. That yes. is awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay, myth number two. Myth number two, keeping peace is more important than speaking up. The idea that you know, just, I don't want to ruffle any feathers or I don't want to make the other person mad or I'm just going to keep the peace and not speak what's on my mind. Allie, bust that one.
1: Oh my gosh, you guys, this one I think is huge because I think so often um, as teenagers, young adults, even adults, like adult adults do it. We don't want to say anything because we don't want to, it's first of all, not easy. And we don't want to ruffle feathers. And so actually- What is more important in this situation or when you feel like you have something to say is using your voice no matter what the outcome is going to be. And it might be scary because sometimes we also just have to speak up just to be heard, just to use that muscle of using our voice instead of shrinking back and deciding that it's not we're not important enough or our opinions not important enough to be heard. It doesn't even matter what the result is. Um, So that's why I love this one.
0: Yeah, I've talked to so many uh, teens who are like, Oh, yeah, my buddy does this thing. And it's super annoying. Ah, like, I wish he would stop. I had a friend who used to punch me in the arm all the time, like just for fun, whenever I made a joke, and it was really annoying, but I never wanted to say anything, because I thought it might cause problems. That just ended up with me having a sore arm whenever I was around him and kind of (laughs) resenting him, right? You know, and so like, I bring it up and maybe they get mad or or maybe they're understanding, but what's important is that you, you speak up and especially if you're in a relationship with someone like even romantically, and they're doing things that you aren't a fan of speaking up then is is key, even if it ends up in breaking up the relationship, uh, because you don't want to just be keeping the peace not saying your truth, not speaking your truth and what's on your mind, just so you can save a relationship, right? It, it doesn't mean you have to be mean, you can still be nice about things. and still work things out, but don't be withholding things on your mind because you're afraid of what might happen.
1: Yeah. And I'm just going to add really quickly, you know, remember you guys, your voice is at, is worth as much as those relationships that you have.
0: Mm, yes myth crushed crushed guys crushed next myth I'm supposed to have a best friend and you know it's like relationships should just last forever you guys this one's so
1: good because there's something about it and I think especially Joey correct me if I'm wrong but I think this is so true for girls more than it is for guys like I need to have a best friend I need that ride or die I need that one that's gonna be with me no matter what and she's he she they are just my everything right but you guys it's not true it is not true so why that's why we're busting this myth is because guess what no one friend first of all can be everything to you and you hope that they're out there somewhere but guess what it's even more it's even more fun to have like a lot of different friends and to have even friends who maybe aren't people you would necessarily think were friends but guess what some friends are better listeners than talkers some friends are better problem solvers some friends are just more fun and funny So as you open up to like, huh, I could have a lot of different friendships, I don't need one BFF, then you open yourself up to a lot more um, possibilities to love a lot of other people. And it's the month of love. So we're just going to, I'm going to throw that out there.
0: There go. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Well, and I've talked to to college students even who are like, oh, I'm supposed to have a buddy or somebody that I'm supposed to be hanging out with. And they're supposed to be like my guy, my dude or something. And, uh, And this is from middle school all the way up to college. And when they don't have that, they start making it mean something about them. Well, I'm supposed to have one of those. No, you're not supposed to. And also you don't need to stick out all relationships, because it leads us to staying in relationships, whether they be with friends or boyfriend, girlfriends or something. Um, Well, well, I I need to stick it out. Because if I don't, if I leave them, then I'm going to be adrift in the world without an anchor to a friend. And that's my identity. No, you should have your own identity. And if you gather around people, like, you know, connect with somebody for a portion of your path, awesome, super cool. But uh, relationships don't last, uh, don't always last very long. And they're going to shift and they're going to change. So allow them to go through shifts and change. I notice relationship shifts around middle school and then relationship shifts um, right after high school. That's generally when those relationships shift and our brain freaks out because we're like, well, I'm supposed to have a best friend and the best friend is supposed to be my BFF, right? My best friend forever. And so this means something, something has gone wrong, but it, it doesn't. It's cool to have friends, but you also don't need to have them Your identity shouldn't be around that.
1: Yeah, yes, I love that. And remember that it's that word and it's okay. It's okay when they shift, recognize they will.
0: Yes, exactly. Okay, Uh, myth number four, loyalty means hating who or what my friends hate or my parents hate right? Or uh, my girlfriend, boyfriend hates, right? If I'm loyal to them, or if I want to be a good son, daughter, boyfriend, girlfriend, friend, then I got to hate who and what they hate. Why is this not true, Ali?
1: Yeah, oh my gosh, you guys, have you ever done this? Think about a time where you like expected one of your friends to get angry at someone that you were fighting with, or didn't like, whatever reason. So think of that situation. It is not true, because the loyalty doesn't mean, it means more of, you want that friend's support, you don't want their, you, sorry, yeah, you want their support. Sorry, I am saying this the wrong way, Joey. You guys, you have to, you have to excuse me. You know, it's just, no, no, I'm not, Forgiven. Even, not all perfect, <laughs> but uh, you want their sympathy. You want their sympathy in this situation. Like, oh, that could be really hard. You don't want their support because you asking your friend to have your back really increases the drama. Like if you can think of a friend situation, because then you gather everyone around you and you're like, everyone has to be either you're with me or you're against me. And that's not that's not super classy. Right. We don't want to be we don't want it. We don't want to do that. We want to be able to get our friends sympathy, but we also want them to be able to still feel like they can be our friendship, even if they don't necessarily agree or see that situation the same as we do.
0: Got it. So sympathy, not support is is important from friends right they understand what we're going through but they don't have to agree with what we're going through or our stance i love that and this happens like you know when later on in life when you guys go on and get married or whatever like you're gonna marry someone and they might have different opinions or different views from you on music on music politics or other things and you know what that's okay That's, that's totally fine. You don't have to like what they like. And I know this is true with parents and uh, uh, their kids. I have to like the same college that my parents like, um, or else this means something. It doesn't mean anything. You can still be loyal. You can still have a great relationship with your parent, your friend, your boyfriend, girlfriend, and not like the things that they like. And you don't have to make it mean anything about them either right? They're still cool, even though they like something opposite from you. And you can also still gel with them, even though you like something opposite from them. Love it. Okay. Last myth to bust, to crush, to obliterate when it comes to relationships is successful relationships all look the same.
1: Oh man, you guys.
0: Yeah, not true. Not
1: true, not true. Listen to Joey and I, we're like, oh, this is a good one. This is a good one because it's not true. Successful, like you guys can watch movies, right? Rom-coms, if any of rom-com lovers out there, or other movies that have, most of them have some sort of a relationship in it. Always, and yeah. we start to think, oh my gosh, if my relationship's not like the movies and it's not always like happy and exciting and sparkly and I'm not always, then something must be wrong. Like uh, my relationship is, I'm doing something wrong. So successful relationships actually... All look very different very different because we have two personalities that we're bringing into this relationship and that creates an interest a, a unique dynamic in every relationship so just because your relationship doesn't necessarily look like somebody else's and joey's gonna have some really good ideas for us mm-hmm. i know it about what that's gonna look like
0: um well yeah i was just, i was just picturing, picturing like yeah. You know people you know high school you're looking around they're in a successful relationship you know they're dating and it looks like them sitting together at lunch all the time right and they're, they're always around each other or they you know they go to Sadie Hawkins dress this you know matching you know whatever and then they go and that's just what a successful relationship looks like they're up on the phone all, like every night to the wee hours in the morning and you're like well that's what I need then and oh, well, you John, might- can
1: I add one really quick John? yeah yeah, yeah. this one makes me laugh my husband's like did you ever do this in high school I'm like no I didn't mm-hmm. um it's like you walk Around and this is probably a 90s thing, you guys. You walk around with your hand in the pocket of your girlfriend, boyfriend's right in their oh, my pocket. goodness. And you're walking around, so you're like, oh, they must be really, have a really good relationship.
0: They're so, <laughs> they're so too close and tight tighten it, right? Well, yeah. and for me, it, it was the arm around the shoulder as they're walking. And it was so awkward that I refused to do it with any girlfriend that I had. I'm, no, I will not walk across campus with my arm over your shoulder as we're trying to walk and step. And it was just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so funny because like, no, but I, I have to have the perfect relationship and I need to look this way. And the same is true for friends. Well, friends do this together. And if our friends aren't doing this together, if I'm not doing this with my friends, like other people are doing with their friends, this means that it's not as good of a relationship. Or parents and teens, right? Oh, my friend does this with their mom or dad. And they go out and do things or they're always doing this or that. And that's perfect. I need to be having that in order to have a great relationship with my parents. You don't. Everybody's relationship is going to look different. And it's up to you to determine what you want that to look like. And it might not look the same as everybody else. Yeah, I guess. So good. I love that. So those are five myths to bust. So the secret for an awesome life today is that not all ideas out there about relationships are true or beneficial for you. And that's what you need to do. You need to see what for you is Something that is holding you back, keeping you restrained, like in the cave, like Reagan in the story, and not allowing you to go forward and progress the way you want to. So check your story around relationships and see what myths might be holding you back. Ali, thanks for being on here today with me. It
1: was so fun. So fun to be on here. Thank you for having me. Yeah.
0: And we'll see you guys next week. I always love to kick off a new season with a gift card giveaway for my listeners. What you need to do to enter is to email me at joey at firmlyfounded.com and tell me what episode from season two last year was your favorite and why. Only send me one email. Everyone who emails me before February 11th, 2022 will be entered into the drawing. I will randomly pick one person to win a $50 Amazon gift card, and we'll announce it on our Instagram account Friday, February 11th. So follow us at Firmly Founded Coaching. Good luck. If you want more tips and mindsets on relationships, we'll be talking about crushing relationships all month in our Firmly Founded memberships. Improve your relationship with your friends, family, boyfriend, girlfriend, or whoever. We have memberships for teens, one for young adults, and even one for parents of teens. I know you're out there listening. They are fun, helpful, and life-changing. Go to firmlyfounded.com to sign up. I'll see you in there.